Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. We are loving being part of Aria Church. We think it's phenomenal. I personally think it's the best looking church on the island of Ireland. I can't lie. I'm on God's platform. I'm only saying it like it is. And uh, yeah, we just love Phil and Anna too. Do you appreciate them? Come on, give them a, if you appreciate them, show them some. Because we certainly appreciate them. They're two phenomenal people and we've been blessed to get to know them, to be under their leadership. And, you know, just hearing Phil share has been amazing. It's been a real blessing to us. So we love it here. We're having a blast. Anyway, new year. New year, new you, right? No? Maybe? Maybe? Let's see. Let's see where we go today. Who's uh, glad 2021's in the back burner? Yeah. Going into 2022. Who's wearing their SEALs outfits today? Yeah. 50% off, baby. You know what I'm saying? Last week we wore Christmas outfits. This week it's our SEALs outfits. (laughs) Christians, we put on our best for church. You know what I'm saying? We always put on our best gear. And um, now I'm excited. I know uh, Phil's, got, Phil's got a few things that he's got planned for us. I know we're starting, some of you may have already, some of us were getting our devotional, our little books uh, this week, which is going to be amazing. Uh, can, I love doing that. And I love the way this one's put out because I was actually talking to Carmen, uh, my wife, the other week. And we we're like, we need to get better at reading more in the new year. And I love this one because it kind of does all the hard work for you. <laughs> it's, you just have to read the passage and um, write your thoughts. So Phil's give us no excuse, people, to be reading for the first month anyway of the year. Looking forward to that. And then next, next uh, Sunday, we're kicking off our 21, 21 days, is it? Yeah. 21 days of fasting, which is going to be cool. I like the way you give us a week to kind of detox from all the garbage. Instead of going straight into our vegan and whatever else, whatever you're going to do, whether it's chocolate you give up or whatever, we, uh, we'll probably go for the old classic Daniel. The old vegan one, which would be good. So it's going to be good. But you know what I want to talk about today? Phil says, look, to kick off the new year, we're focusing on devotion. Would you preach on devotion? And I said, absolutely. And I love the stuff we're going to be doing. I love the devotionals, fasting as well. And the, the, the devos are going to be a great tool to devote yourself to God. But a tool is no good unless you know what you're building. Tool is no good unless you know how to use it. So when I was praying about what to share today, this is a brand new message, fresh off the press. Um, I was seeking God, and I felt like God said, go deeper into the heart of devotion. Talk about the heart of what it means to devote yourself to me. And uh, all the tools will look after themselves. And if you've got the plan, if you know why you're building, what you're building, then it's easy to do things like reading and praying and, and fasting and stuff like that. Because we can do those things in vain. You can pray, you can fast for religious reasons, you can do your devotionals every day and still just, you know, you can be doing it as a, as a to-do list, as a religious thing. So let's get into the why today, and I think it's going to set us up well. Are you up for that? Awesome. Okay, let me kick off. Have you ever been in a room, ever been around a group of people, have you ever been maybe invited to a party and you're like, I'm not really cut from this sort of cloth, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel a little bit like I'm crashing the party. Has anyone ever felt like that? You're like, probably shouldn't be here, you know, like don't really know what to say and you're just like laughing at jokes you don't even find funny. You're like, ah, you know, your best fake laugh. We bring those laughs into church sometimes as well, but you know what I'm saying? Have you ever felt like that? Like you've crashed the party 
I remember Phil was saying, I, I got saved over in Australia, became a Christian, and it was a pretty like, uh, it was pretty like one life to another for me. Like I was, I'd never been, I'd never grown up in church. It was a whole new thing for me. And it was a bit of a radical thing. Like I was straight in. I was like, right, let's go. I'm a bit of a, an addictive personality. So when I encountered Jesus, I was like, right, I'm in, man. Like give me everything, two services a day, two services a Sunday. Give me connect group. Give me men's night. Give me everything. I'm just hungry. I want to learn more about this Lord that I've just encountered. And then I remember God was like, look, I want you to go to Bible college. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I was like, I've got a pretty good setup here in Oz, Lord. I'm sponsored, which means I get to stay permanently if I want. Got a good job. I'm well looked after. And I don't really feel like I fit in with the Bible college students, you know what I'm saying? Because I lived in the neighborhood where they all lived. And, uh, you know, they were a bit wacky, you know what I mean? Walking around, singing, praying in tongues, all this madness. Wearing their little, uh, wearing their little H-I-L-C outfits, you know. And I'm like, I don't really think I'm cut from that cloth. But Lord, or Jesus was like, no, I want you to go to Bible college. And he made it pretty clear. I had no real option. I remember for the first few months being like, I just did not fit in. Like, this is weird. Like, people talking. You know the celebrity Christian culture? People being like, oh, Joel Houston was here earlier. I'm like... I see the boy from down the barista bar, the, the Joel, uh, the barista. I didn't have a clue who any of these Christian worship leaders were or didn't have a clue how to behave. And even just being from Northern Ireland, like people don't understand us anyway. We're all like crack, we, I, what, I, keep our lit. Like, so people struggle to understand what you're saying anyway. You know, you're like, people are going to like the college principal being like, I think Ryan's on drugs. He said he had really good crack last night at the party. You know, having to explain yourself. It's such a relief, by the way, to be able to preach to a Northern Irish crowd. The amount of times people have misinterpreted what I said. I remember I preached the whole message on the fire of God. It was like, fire of God, fire of God. Someone came up to me after. was like, this is a whole new theological understanding for me. I didn't know God had fur. Fur of God. I'm like, no, fire, fire. I was just, I was just getting fired up. So anyway, I remember just not feeling like I was part of this crew. And um. You know, I even remember saying to God, I'm only going to Bible college for you. You know, I'm going to hang out with normal people and I'm going to go and then I'm going to go and hang out with my mates and that's it. And, you know, I'm thankful God broke me down and I actually accepted being part of the community because I've made some of my best friends from all around the world there. But I remember the main thing that got me was like, I don't feel like I fit in here. I feel like I'm crashing the party, but I'm here for Jesus. God's given me a seat at this table. God's told me to come here. God has paved the way, the provision for me to be here. And regardless of how I feel, I'm here to devote myself to Jesus. And it was probably one of the most, probably the most transformational three years of my life. Like literally, if you knew Ryan that went in, one of my good mates is here, I saw him just come in. He would know Ryan that went in and Ryan that came out. And it was two very different people. And that's what I want to talk about today because there's a lady in the Bible that crashes the party. She shouldn't have been in the room. She shouldn't have been around the people that she was around. But Jesus was there. And she crashed the party in a beautiful act of devotion. And that's what I want to read about today. That's what we're going to dive into today if you're up for it, okay? So the title of my message, if you're taking notes, is Crash the Party. Everybody say Crash the Party. Awesome. Would you pray with me before we continue? Heavenly Father, we do not want to go into this year without you, Lord. 
We may have our goals, our dreams, our visions, how we want this year to pan out, but if we don't have you, it's pointless. So Lord, I pray for everyone today. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to them from this passage of scripture. I pray you'd, they wouldn't hear from Ryan, they'd hear from you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would get our hearts ready to devote ourselves fully to you in 2022. And even if we don't feel like it's normal for us, that, Lord, we'd push past that, Father. And, Lord, for everyone in here, Lord, if someone's discouraged, I pray you'd encourage them. If someone feels like they're bound, I pray you'd break them free. For someone in here that doesn't know you or listening online, I pray, Lord, that they, by the end of this service, they know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So jump in with me to Luke 36, oh, sorry, Luke 7, 36 to 50. I believe the team are going to put it on the screen, which is great. But before we continue, let me set the scene of what's happening in this passage of Scripture. So Jesus is already a bit of a big deal, right? He's already raised someone from the dead. He's preached some awesome sermons. He's trending. You know what I'm saying? His Instagram following's going up. People know about him. They're interested in him. And we pick up here, Jesus is invited to a dinner party. Now, it's interesting because the man that's invited him to the dinner party is really more just trying to suss him out. He's not really that interested in, he's a little bit like, who are you? Are you who these people say you are? The guy who invited him is a guy called Simon, who we all know, if, if, if you've read a little bit, is what was called a Pharisee. Very well educated around the word of God. Very high status in society. Behaved a certain way, got a lot of identity out of self-righteousness. And Simon's inviting Jesus to his party, but he invites him into a house in a very interesting way. Who knows you can tell a lot about what someone thinks of you by the way they welcome you into their home, or the way they welcome you into their company. And so Simon has welcomed Jesus into his company, not in a very good way. He's just said, come for dinner. And it's a little bit like, I sit over there, you know, sit there, man, I... It's a crack here. Tell me about this. You do this, you do that. You ever felt someone sussing you out like that? <laughs> they invite you out for coffee, but it's not really to get to know you. It's like, oh, you the new kid on the block. Oh, yeah, he wants a crack. So Simon's doing that with Jesus. He's like, this guy's actually a bit of a threat. He's trending. He's becoming popular. He's threatening our authority as a group of people who have high status in society. He's raised people from the dead. What? None of our boys have ever done that. And so he's invited Jesus in, and he's sussing him out. And what happens is, in the middle of the dinner party, it's filled, obviously, we can assume, with high-class officials, people, you know, cut from a certain cloth, probably some of Simon's mates. And I love it because we'll read it in a minute, but it says Jesus is just reclining at the table. What a, what a lad. Like, right, boys, what's happening? Let's talk. And then I don't know where this woman storms in. Now, we're going to read in a minute, but it says the woman heard that Jesus was at Simon's house, and she just rocked up. I don't care. I'm just rocking up. It says this woman, the Bible refers to it, refers to her as a sinful woman. She was not welcome in Simon's gaff, but she rocks up, and she's like, I'm here to crash the party, and let's read about what she done. So here we are, Luke 7, it says this, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and he reclined at the table. A woman in that town who had lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came. 
with an alabaster jar of perfume. Bit of context, an alabaster jar of perfume is about the size of just like a regular vase. You can Google it after and see one. Perfume wasn't like it is now. You can't rock down to the perfume shop, you know what I mean? Two sets of dupe for 20 quid doesn't work that way. Does anyone here still wear dupe? I smelled someone with dupe in the way in, you're lying. My granddad loved it. He used to pour it on, like, <laughs> just <laughs> get the dupe on. But um, it wasn't like, perfume was, was, was coin. Like, it was rare. Like, it was, if you had it, it was worth money. And if you read a bit of commentary on this, you'll find out that the alabaster jar of perfume was probably worth about 300 denarii. That's about nearly a year's wages. So this was, you know, this lady's savings. It was, you know, perfume made you someone back then. Not everyone got to wear it. So maybe give her identity, you know, she used to wear it. She was the, the lady that smelled amazing, the lady that had all the perfume. It was financial security. She could have sold it for what would have been the equivalent of about 25, 30,000 pounds. She'd saved it up over time. It was her treasure. And so she rocks in with this alabaster jar of perfume. And we'll keep reading. As she stood behind him at his feet, she stood behind Jesus weeping. She began to wet his feet with her tears. So she's discovered Jesus and she just broke down. She's crying her eyes out. And she wiped them, she wiped his feet with her hair. Again, this is not good. Like back then, ladies were meant to keep their hair up. They weren't meant to let it drop. Um, They were meant to actually keep their head covered, I should say. And she's just rocked up in full, here I am, hair down, bursting into tears, and as she covers Jesus' feet in her own tears, she's drying his feet with her hair. It's a beautiful act of devotion. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed him, kissed him, and poured the perfume on them. When the Pharisee who invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, they've all been saying he's a prophet, people have even been saying he's maybe the Messiah, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. She's a sinner. Jesus, obviously, the whole mind-reading telepathy thing, you know, that he obviously had, says, Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. And of course, Simon, tell me, teacher, tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell me, teacher. He said, two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii, which we know is close to now two years' wages. The other 50, which is about four months. Where am I? Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You've judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house, and you did not give me water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I have entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not pour oil on my head. All pretty standard hospitality things for back in the day. Come in, there's a wee bit of oil for the head. Here's, you know, some water to wash your hands. All fairly standard. Simon done none of it for him. She's poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love is shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. You may go. Wow. Lady crashed the party big time. 
in a beautiful act of devotion. And Jesus honored her for it. So my big question, and I know some of you are probably thinking right now, this is all great, Ryan, but what has this got to do with the new year? What has this got to do with my dreams, my goals, my vision for 2022? For all the stuff that I'm believing God for? Well, I want to ask you a question, church, this morning. Who do you want to be in 2022? Never mind, what do you want to do? Do you want to be Simon? Or do you want to be the woman? Because believe it or not, it's easy to be Simon. All right, Jesus, let's talk 2022, man. What are, you go- what are you going to do for me here? Are you, you know, are you going to ask me to change things? Are you a threat to how I'm currently living? You know, that, you know f- talk to me here, Jesus. Or we can just go in all guns a blazing going, Lord, I'm all yours. See all this, this savings? Everything that I have, screw it. Pfft, yours. My, I am yours this year. So my question again is, who do you want to be in 2022? Do you want to be Simon or do you want to be the woman? Because I've got to think, before we move on and we get into the scripture a little bit more, sometimes I think, and I hear it a lot at the beginning of New Year's, we can make God our little genie for 2022 rather than our father. We can go in and be like, right, God, you're going to hook a brother up this year. I'd like X, Y, Z. (laughs) I'd like this, this, and this. And we'll be all good if you sort that out by the end of 2022, all right? Sweet, happy days, mate. See you at the end of the year. Or we can approach God like a father. Because who knows sometimes a father will say, no, I'm not buying you that. That's no good for you. No, you can't have ice cream for dinner because it may taste good in the moment, but it's going to make you feel awful tomorrow. And the reality is if you approach God like a father, you go, Lord, Speak to me, tell me, guide me. I've got some things in my heart, Lord, but you know. And so again, let me ask the question. Who do you want to be in 2022? The lady was devoted, humble, submitted, poured out. Simon was entitled, self-righteous, unexpected. I don't know about you, but I want to be like the lady. (laughs) It's not a trick question. I'm sure we all do. So let's look. Three things. It was one act that the lady done, but really she devoted three things to God. Okay? And we're going to dive into the scripture. We're going to look at those three things. Because I think we can devote those things to God this year. And I think we devote, if we, if we get on the same page as the lady for 2022, all the other stuff will just be all right. Be all right. Sort itself out. Yes, I know there's dreams and stuff and goals are good. I'm not taking away from any of that. We should have goals. We should dream big. I'm all for that. But if that's the only thing we do, we're missing the point. So let's dial it back a wee bit and get into the heart of what devotion to the Lord truly is, okay? So you ready for the three things that the lady devoted? And we can do the same. You up for it? Awesome. Point number one, the lady devoted and we can devote our fears and our doubts to God. Our fears and our doubts to God. You ever, you ever been afraid of something? I don't want to go big time like a lion or like something crazy. Let's tone it down to like kind of low level. You ever been afraid of something and not wanted to do it? Like for example, 
I know I talked last time about going to the gym, going to CrossFit, right? Terrifies me, man. I hate going to the gym. I drive to the gym like, why am I doing this, Lord? I fear the work of the gym. But you know what I fear more? Not living a healthy lifestyle. So because I fear becoming unfit, because I fear maybe, you know, long term, if I don't stay healthy, if I don't stay active, if I don't look after my diet, I could be in a bad spot later. I fear that more than the momentary fear of going to the gym. And because I fear that more, the momentary fear gets pushed to the side. So I know there's people in here and you've got fears heading into 2022. You've got fears and you've got doubts. But let me tell you something. You fear God more than that and they'll just get pushed to the side. If you fear God, if he is the, the one that you fear, and when we talk about fearing God, we don't talk about that evil fear. We don't talk about that, oh, I'm scared. We talk about that, whoa, you're amazing. I want to listen to you. I want to be led by you. I respect you. I worship you. And if you amplify God, all your other doubts will be pushed to the side. The lady, amplify God. She shouldn't have been at that party. They wanted to ridicule her. Simon did in his head. She wasn't invited. She could have played it safe and been like, I'm going to wait with my wee jar and maybe try to catch Jesus on the way out. Or maybe, or maybe I'll catch him later. I'll talk to one of his disciples. You know, Peter, he seems a bit chilled. You know, he'll maybe get me a date in a diary. No, she, she feared God. She was like, I'm in awe and reverence of my Lord. And I do not care what all these other people think. I'm letting my hair down. I'm falling at his feet. I'm pouring out everything I have. And so I want to say to you this year, I know we all have fears. And I know there's probably things that you're worried about. But I'm telling you, you go into 2022 amplifying God over anything else and all those fears will be pushed to the side. When we fear God like the lady above anything else, it's hard to fear anything else because let me tell you, God's, God does what he wants. I know there's theologians out there who would say, well, you know, God works within the constraints that he set up. God does what he wants and God's got a habit of looking after those that he loves. God's got a habit of moving things for his people, sending angels to protect them, softening hearts, hardening hearts for the benefit of his people. God does what he wants. God sent a Babylonian king insane for two years because he got too cocky. He thought he was God. God went, oh, are you God? Ah, you're, you're nuts now. Way into the desert to humble him. God does what he wants. He's in control. And if you fear him, if you give him your devotion, if you love him, what does it say in Romans? God works all things for good for those who love him. My encouragement to you, be like the lady this year. Fear God more than anything else. Give him your heart, give him your reverence, give him your devotion. Never mind what man thinks. When it comes to even we things, when the fear of man can stop you from devoting yourself to God, even in small things, never mind. I fear you, Lord, more than anything else. Do you agree? Give us an amen. Because amen just means I agree. Amen. <laughs> Phil, I amen you, mate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give me some amen back, brother. <laughs> nah, you do, man. You do. 
Number two, the lady devoted her treasure and therefore she devoted her heart. I know what you're thinking. Oh, here we go. He's going to pass the buckets. He's talking about cash. Nope. Not talking about money. Maybe I am. Depends. Talking about your treasure. It's different. Treasure. Let's think. Anyone seen Lord of the Rings? You know what we gremlin looking thing? What's it called again? Smeagol? Gollum. Smeagol, Gollum. Same thing, yeah. That's what your treasure is. Don't touch it. It's my thing. It's my precious. Don't you dare. Someone pokes at it. Oh, hey, hey, hey. You've got a whole list of why no one can touch it. And even God, you don't allow to touch it. Oh, Lord, no, no, no. You've got all your theology figured out around it. You've learned to cope with it. It's your wee thing that you just like. Because what do we do with our treasure? We'll hide it. We'll bury it. But don't let no one near it. It's ours. And it could be a mixture of things. The lady had her perfume, her security, her treasure, worthy, worthy year's wages, give her status, made her more attractive in society when she wore it. Whole range of things the perfume done for her. And she just went, you know what, Lord? Screw this. I want you have my treasure. And she poured it out. So the question is, what's yours? We all have one. And maybe for some of us, it's been a, a journey of God picking the treasure chest apart. I'll take that one this year or that month. I'll take that one this year. And the reality is we need to give God our treasure. And it could be a range of things. It could be what you get, affirmation from the likes of social media. Could be alcohol, could be gluttony, could be sexual sin, could be negative relationships, could be a whole range, could be money, could be a whole range of things, but things where we go, God, I'm not giving you this. Because whenever we feel that God lets us down, we go to those things. And why would I give up my plan B? Why would I give up my plan B? remember hearing a story, and it, it always kind of stuck with me, about, I forget the man's name now, I heard the story years ago, but it was like a, of a South American evangelist, and he was, he was really, really, apparently he was a big deal back in the day, but I heard it at Bible college, actually, and I'm raging, I forget his name, but anyway, it doesn't matter, um, and he used to preach to big crowds, he would win thousands of people to Christ. But every time, he, he, he didn't know how to handle stress well. <laughs> so every time at the end of a big crusade or service, he would start having himself a few drinks. Just a few, loosen up. Then a few became a case. A few became a couple of bottles. And he didn't give it to God. He kept holding on to it. And it ended up taking him out of the game. You know, that spoke to me because... I know alcohol is a big part of our culture in Northern Ireland. It's one thing for me as well. I went on the journey with God with and, you know, have had to work out and still do, you know, need to be mindful of. Because 
it's an easy, quick release, just like so many other things to go, you know what, God, I don't need you. I can do this. This is my wee private thing. This is my wee private thing. And no one has to know about it. And sure, it doesn't hurt anyone. And sure, that's all right. But God wants it, man. God wants every single part of your heart. Because he gave us every single part of him. He's jealous, man. He's jealous that you would go to that and not go to him. But he gets it and he's got grace because we are human. And we'll talk about that last point. So I want to ask you, do you know what your treasure is? Maybe you need to go and pray about it. Do you know what your alabaster jar is? Because that's devotion. We can give God all the stuff he already has, but when we give him our treasure... Man, that's powerful. And that's what the lady done. We read about the rich young ruler in Luke 18, don't we? What's he say to Jesus? He goes, good teacher, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Jesus goes, well, first off, he plays with him a wee bit and goes, why do you call me good? Because he knows that you don't fully believe in me, so what are you at? <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you at? And... Um, he goes, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And he goes, well, do you keep the commandments? He goes, I've kept all these from I was a boy. Awesome. Well, you've got to sell everything you have and come follow me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was the rich young ruler saying? Jesus, I'm a good person. I don't know how many people I've met not in church. And I go, you need to know the Lord. And they go, but I'm a good person. No, but that's great. But just read about the rich young ruler. You gotta give everything up and follow Christ. Because what did Jesus reply to him? You gotta sell everything and come follow me. That's the real goal. That's the real treasure. And the man walked away sad because he had great wealth. He was not willing to give up his treasure. I'm telling you guys, 2022, let's make it the year we pour out our oil. And just go, Jesus, maybe this has been going on for too long. Maybe this is something I've been meaning to give you to you for a while, but I'm pouring out my treasure. I'm giving it to you, and I promise, I know he'll meet us, and it won't be easy. Because giving up your treasure doesn't mean you don't miss it. <laughs> doesn't mean maybe you don't try to go back and take a wee coin every now and then. But it's the decision to go, Lord, I'm going to keep pouring out my oil. 2022, every year, or every day, Father, it's yours. Father, it's yours. Father, it's yours. Do you believe that? Give me an amen. amen. Yes, that's better. I'm insecure. I need the amen. <laughs> does help. Does help. Number three, and I know I'm, we're going to land this thing. Got about eight minutes left, so I think last time I went over time. Got a wee bit chatty. <laughs> First time I'd preached in ages, it was like, ah! <laughs> Trying to exegete the whole Bible. <laughs> Going to be on time, promise, Phil. I'm watching it. Um, number three, devote your failures. Devote your failures. Do you want a wee bit of encouragement for the year? Can I give you, can I give you a wee bit of encouragement? You're going to fail this year. That's something. Probably. <laughs> but it doesn't need to define you. Maybe you let God down. Maybe you let a friend down. Maybe you let family down. 
We try our best not to, but we're human, right? We'll probably fail. But it's what do you do with that failure? The lady had failed. She had a reputation around town for being a sinful woman. The Pharisee clearly did not want her in his house. But man, you could tell in the scripture by the way she was crying her eyes out. She was going, Lord, I failed. I do not deserve you. But screw my fears. Here's my treasure. I'm, get, I'm laying my failures at your feet. I love when we leave. Luke 18 is a great, um, if you're reading this later, Luke 7, Luke 18, I was loving bouncing between them both as I was studying because there's loads of like parables and situations in Luke 18 that kind of coincide. And of course the whole Bible, but I quoted Luke 18 before, but Luke 18 again, you got the, the parable of the, the repentant sinner and the self-righteous Pharisee. God goes, Jesus telling the story, he goes, you got a repentant sinner and a Pharisee praying in church. And the Pharisee goes, oh Lord, I thank you. I'm not like all these other sinners. I tithe. I obey the law. I do all these things. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you, Jesus. And the repentant sinner, it says, Jesus tells the story, he goes, wouldn't even look up to heaven. Just sat and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Sin just means miss the mark. I haven't been following you, Lord. Have mercy on me. I've been doing my own thing. Jesus goes, you know who left church more justified, more in right standing with God that day? The repentant sinner. I'm telling you, you fail in 2022, the first thing you do is you throw that failure at Jesus. You go, Lord, I'm sorry. I did not mean, I want to I be more like you for your glory, for the benefit of those in my world. And yes, I screwed up and I'm bringing it straight to you because I don't know about you, but I learned way more in my journey with Christ through my failures than through getting it right. Every time I fail and I bring it to the Lord and he, and he shows me his grace, of course he doesn't let me away with it. You feel it. You're taught. You got to do the journey with people. But God's like, I'm here for you. You're all good. Get up. It's the prodigal son, isn't it? The father's waiting there with open arms. The son done the most worst thing you could ever imagine. And the father goes, I'm waiting to welcome you back as soon as you will. Come to your senses and turn back. Repentance means to turn back. When you repent, you turn back to God. So in 2022, I want to encourage you. When you fail, what do we want to do when we fail? Uh, don't worry, Lord. Uh, uh, we, we kind of push ourselves further away from God. We feel ashamed. We go all Adam in the Garden of Eden. Ah! <laughs> you know, when he got the first seal item, you know, knitted together. That's when clothes got invented. <laughs> but we need to flip it and repent and just go, Lord. I may have screwed up, but I'm back at your feet, just like this lady. Maybe you got to cry it out in your prayer closet or in your bedroom or wherever you pray. Maybe it's in your car when you're driving. <laughs> the amount of times I cry in the car, just giving myself, I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry. Because when you give Jesus your failures, what did he say to the lady at the end? Your sins have been forgiven. Away you go. I love you. I got your back. It's going to be okay. So as we conclude, let me ask you the question I asked you before. 
Who do you want to be in 2022? I think it's awesome that we have things to aim for, and I pray and I hope that God fulfills the desires that are on your heart. I'm sure many of them he's put there. But who do you want to be? Do you want to be Simon? Or do you want to be the lady? Is 2022 more about God filling up your alabaster jar? Or is it more about you pouring it out? So what's it going to be? Are you going to lay every fear at Jesus' feet starting from today? Pour out your oil and say, Lord, I've been meaning to get on top of this for years, but today I'm going to start. 2022 is going to be the year I'm pouring that perfume out. And Lord, I give you every failure. When I fail in 2022, I'm going to give it straight to you. I'm not going to be defined by my failure. I'm going to learn from it. And you know, when we all get like that, church becomes a beautiful place because it becomes a place that you can come in and feel. Why is churches become unattractive? Because people don't feel like they belong there. Because they feel like if they screw up, well, I'm, I'm not like these people. No, but no, if we're all a bunch of people <laughs> that crash the party and say, Jesus, have my failures. I'm working it out. Even the Apostle Paul said, I haven't got there yet. I'm aiming for it. It's my goal, but I haven't got there yet. And he was pretty good. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, FYI. So what we're going to do is the band are going to lead us in a minute. You can grab some communion here at the front. We've got the wee... Uh, we two in one containers with a wee wafer and a wee grape juice. You can come and grab that. Take it back to your seat. Have a moment with God. Remember him. Remember his body with the bread that was broken, his blood that was spilled for you with the grape juice. But what I'd love in this moment, whatever it looks like to you, is let's have our moment of pouring out the oil. We're going to do it every day. It's a daily thing, but why not start now? First Sunday of the year. And whatever that looks like for you, maybe it's like Phil was talking about a few weeks back. It's getting your hands in the air. Not fearing judgment, just going, Lord, here, take me. Like, not like take you to heaven right now, but you know what I'm saying? Like, take my, that'll come later. <laughs> take, take me in this moment, I'm yours. Maybe you want to get on your knees and just go, Lord, I need you. But we're going to have a moment in worship. We've got a couple of songs to sing. Get your communion. There's, the prayer team's going to be at the back. If you'd like guidance and some of that, and if you'd like people to pray for you in this moment, guys are going to be at the back. They'd love to pray with you. Or maybe you just want to have a moment in your seat. Let's pour our, our oil in pure devotion to God. And I'm telling you, we get our hearts like that lady. And when we're doing our devotionals, when we're fasting, when we're praying, it'll completely change the game. Amen. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.